It's game day, and this is the home of Scottish football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good afternoon and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Domestic football is back on an afternoon which could end with any one of four teams at the top of the Premiership. Neil Lennon brings his impressive Hibs side to Celtic. They're looking to pick up where they left off before the international break. And before we even get to Hamilton Rangers tomorrow, crackers everywhere today, including Hearts against Aberdeen. In the studio this afternoon, Alex Ray, Mark Wilson, Hugh Keevans. Let's go straight to Celtic Park where Ronnie Charters is with Gordon Diel and they've got the team news. We do indeed welcome to Celtic Park. Celtic welcoming back Neil Lennon's Hibs to Glasgow's East End. The Edinburgh side haven't beaten the hoops in the league at Celtic Park in the last nine attempts. Well, you need to go back to January of 2010 for the last time Hibs left Glasgow with all three points. But as you say, for Brendan Rodgers' side, that 6-0 performance at Perth against St Johnston will be fresh in their minds as they look to climb back towards the summit of the Premiership. Team news is in for this one and there's no Lee Griffiths in the match day squad. For Celtic, it's a 3-4-2-1 formation this afternoon. Craig Gordon starts in goal. It's a back three of Mikhail Lustig, Dedrick Boyata and Philippe Benkovic. A midfield four, Kieran Tierney, Scott Brown, Olivier and Cham and James Forrest with Callum McGregor and Tom Rogic, the two sitting behind the lone striker of Odson Edouard. The subs, Bain Simunovic, Sinclair, Gamboa, Morgan, Christie and Koasi. For Hibs, it's a 4-5-1 formation. Aaron Bogdan starts between the sticks. A back four of Mark Milligan, Effie Ambrose, Darren McGregor and Lewis Stevenson. Vesinkas Slivka, Emerson Heinemann, Daryl Horgan, Stevie Marlin and Martin Boyle across the middle with Florin Camberry leading the line. The subs, Marciano, Whitaker, Bartley, McLaren, Nellom, Shaw and Porteous. The referee here at Parkhead is Don Robertson. Gordon Diel, always exciting when these two sides meet hoping for the same this afternoon. I would say we're in for an absolute cracker. Game of the day in Scotland. I know that uh, obviously Hearts and Aberdeen is a good uh, looking fixture but this one today Scotland making a terrific football game. Uh, plenty of goals both teams scoring goals for fun now uh, so I'm really looking forward to that a bit disappointed that we had 10 days on the phone in and all the talk was about Lee Griffiths staying behind wanting his fitness unfortunately can't make the squad today um, so it gives other people a chance but Hibs will come here the one thing I like about Neil Lennon every time I watch him come to a place like Celtic Park or Ibrox he never sits in he's not defensive he believes in his players attacking he's got pace in the wide areas and he's got a guy up front can score goals but let's not forget about the man in forum James Forrest scored four against St Johnston we are in for a cracking afternoon a chance for Celtic to climb above Hibs into second this afternoon at Celtic versus Hibs here at Celtic Park I'm very impressed with Hibs so I think it should be a very very good football game I think it's always a daunting proposition when you go to Celtic they're an aggressive in the game they want to go and score goals I think the highest goal scores in the league we've got great respect for them obviously as a club and a team but you know we're going there to try and win the game the weather's appalling, the football's enthralling, big crowds, big issues, big expectations and nowhere will that be the case more than at Celtic Park today. It's magnificent, 60,000 sellout. Neil Lennon's last three games with Hibs, scored 10, lost none. Last game, six goals scored. Celtic's last game, six goals scored. And then they had to stop everything for the nuisance league. But the proper football is back and Celtic Park will be rocking and rolling today. 
I have to agree with Hugh and agree with the guys. We spoke about it all week, this fixture, and it's one of the fixtures that you do look forward to when the league uh, fixtures come out. You know, two attacking sides who look to score goals. But here's hoping they don't disappoint on the day. You'd find it hard to believe if this game came out a, a goalless uh, draw. Impossible. It, Impossible. It, yeah, I would hope so, Hugh. We've gave it so much build-up. Let's hope the players deliver on the day. Yeah, well, without doubt there'll be goals in that game. Uh, the way they shape up, the personnel at their disposal, uh, I expect a high-scoring game there. You look at the Hearts, Aberdeen, something's got to give there as well. Hugh, Livingston, Dundee, Jimmy yep. Mack's first game. Uh, Livingston in fine form. And then you've got St Mirren, can they get a result to Kilmarnock uh, who are in fine form? Yeah, Hugh Keevan, the big games everywhere you look, particularly at the top end of that table. The uh, Hearts are obviously still leading the way at the moment, but, you know, any any number of a couple of teams below them uh, could perhaps finish the, the day in top spot people are talking about the league now they're talking about the return of competition mm. bearing in mind that Rangers are also playing at Hamilton tomorrow uh, any one of three teams could be top of the league tonight by five o'clock so we've got competition back and the public have bought into it because they are literally buying the tickets and they want to be part of it so it's great for Scottish football not yet one quarter of the way through the season to be in this positive frame of mind the brand is okay again Gordon Dale let's look in a bit more detail at the teams this afternoon then as you quite rightly mentioned a lot of talk about Lee Griffiths over the international break Brendan Rodgers said yesterday he was ill and was unlikely to feature uh, and indeed that has proven to be the case this afternoon but I suppose in terms of the players that are on the pitch it'll be all eyes on the likes of James Forrest to see if he can recapture the form from before the break yeah, and he's got uh, McGregor in there and for me on his game, best midfield player in Scotland, Drogic. Uh, Edward goes up front, up top on his, his own. Uh, be interesting to see how he plays. His form's been up and down this season since he was bought for the big price tag. Lee Griffiths will be a miss because if he was fit and, or well, he was okay to play 100%, then he would be playing. Um, but it's still a very, very strong Celtic side. It looks like they've got to line up with three at the back and four and Tierney bombing down the flanks that's going to be an interesting battle because the one thing that Hibs have got in their strength they've got bags of pace in the flanks as well I'm really looking forward to this uh, it'll be a good battle in the middle of the park guys that can score goals compare for instance come back to Hibs he's been excellent for them Hugh touched on two teams that have scored six goals in their last games what are we in for here? An entertaining football. And know what makes it, and any footballer will tell you, especially centre forward. I'm looking out in Celtic Park. The pitch is magnificent. It's a fast pitch anyway. There's a little bit of rain coming down. I call it a striker's pitch. Anything that goes in off the goalkeeper following up, get the ball in the back of the net. Alec, you and Mark will know not what that is, but let me tell you, after my 180th goal, somebody once told me that. Yeah, you didn't play many surfaces like that, did you? Oh, behave yourself. Of course, I did. Kilbowie. Let's park that one for the meantime and get round the grounds and get some team news because of really great fixtures everywhere you look this afternoon. The table toppers, Hearts, they've had some injury concerns this week. Fraser Wishart is watching Hearts against Aberdeen. 
Yeah, I think in any other day, Gordon, this would be game of the day if Celtic weren't playing at Hibernian. A cracking game in prospect here. Just looking out onto the Tynecastle pitch, looking fantastic condition. Stands are empty, but it'll be full and it'll be absolutely rocking come three o'clock with two powerful, strong, physical teams. As you said, top of the table, Hearts, and against this team that's been second for the last few years. But a real test, I think, for Hearts because they've got to recover from that first defeat of the season a couple of weeks ago. Ibers, I'm sure Craig Levine would have rather played last week to get it off their mind, but uh, they'll have to do this game today without John Suter and Uchi Ikpia who this week joined Christoph Berra in a long-term injury. It's a real blow for the whole season, almost, for, for Hearts, because they won't be back until spring next year, and a huge blow to lose three influential players. Add to that Martin Smith's suspension, and this big squad will have to cope, because it's a bit thin, especially in the central defence. Baladino will come here, and they've had to chop and change their team this season due to injury suspensions themselves. Scott McKenna is once again suspended. He's still got that too much, second game of that too much ban hanging over him. I think Derek McKenzie used this to chop and change a wee bit, used the, a number of young players, like Conor McLennan, who scored against St Mirren recently, Bruce Anderson who scored against Rangers at the start of the season both on the bench today but uh, for Aberdeen there's seven points behind Hearts already so a defeat today really not on Derek McInnes's mind it's a debut for Hearts for Australian midfield player Olivier Bozanic they line up a 4-4-2 formation Zdenek Zamal is in goals a back four Marcus Godinho Clevet de Camona Jimmy Dunn and Dimitri Mitchell across the middle Callum Morris and Ollie Lee Arno Jum and Oliver Bozanic with Stephen Naismith and Stephen McLean as the strikers on the bench for Hearts Colin Doyle Sean Clare David Amanqua Craig Whiten, Aaron Hughes, Ben Garuccio and Harry Cochran back in the squad. 4-4-2 as well for Aberdeen. They go with Joe Lewis in goal, Shea Logan, Michael Devlin, Andy Considine and Max Lowe at the back in midfield. Lewis Ferguson, Dominic Ball, Graham Shinney and Gary Mackay-Steven with James Wilson and Sam Cosgrove as the strikers. Thomas Cherney, Stephen Gleeson, Niall McGinn, Scott Wright, Stevie May, Bruce Anderson and Conor McLennan are the subs for Aberdeen. And the rest of you today at an exciting place, Tyne Castle, is Kevin Clancy. Uh, big game at the Simple Digital Arena in Paisley. Mark Guidi's watching St Mirren against Kilmarnock. It is a massive game for, for both clubs today, Gordon. You're absolutely right. And for Kilmarnock in fourth place, just now in 16 points, depending on the results at Tynecastle and at Celtic Park, Kelly could go top of the league tonight if they win this game. And they're playing against a St Mirren team with only one win this season. And for new manager, Oren Kearney still searching for his first points in the league. For St Mirren, they go 4-4-2. Craig Sampson in goals, Paul McGinn, Jack Baird, Anton Ferdinand and Lee Hodson at the back in midfield Adam Hamill, Stephen McGinn Ryan Flynn and Matthew Willock and up front it's Danny Mullen and Simeon Jackson on the bench for the buddies, Dean Line is Cammy Smithy, McShane, Alfie Jones, Ryan Edwards Cammy McPherson and Jordan Kirkpatrick for Kilmarnock it's a 4-2-3-1 today out with Jordan Jones suspended, he's not in the lineup, and he is replaced by Brett Inukakari and for Kilmarnock it's Jamie McDonald in goals at the back, Stephen O'Donnell Stuart Finlay, Kip Broadfoot and Greg Taylor. The holding two Alan Power and Aaron Tishbola. It's Chris Buck, Greg Stewart and Bright Inokabari in behind Eamon Brophy. And on the bench for Stevie Clark's team, it's Daniel Backman, Scott Boyd, Jack Byrne, Gary Dicker, Rory McKenzie, Chris Boyd and Michael Njolly. Today's match referee in Paisley, Willie Collum. A new era for Dundee takes them to the Tony Macaroni Arena. Andrew McLean is watching Livingston against Dundee. Yes, good afternoon from the Tory Mac, where of course, as you said, it's Livingston against Dundee, and of course, Dundee played their first game under new manager Jim McIntyre. Neil McCann, well, he looked to have bought himself a bit of time after picking up his first points of the season not long before the international break, but a statement on Tuesday confirmed his sacking, with McIntyre taking the range just 24 hours later. He'll be hoping he can make as good a start at his new club as his opposite number today, Gary Holt, has at Livingston, unbeaten in six since he took over, and he'll actually be coming up against the man that he replaced today, Kenny Miller's brief spell here as player-manager was cut short after four league games 
He's now at Dundee and he'll be looking to fire them to success in Jim McIntyre's first game in charge. In terms of team news, unchanged for Livingston. They play with the same team that drew with Mullerwell before the international break. 3-5-2 for them, Liam Kelly in goal. A back three of Declan Gallagher, Craig Halkett and Alan Lithgow. It's Stephen Lawless, Sean Burns, Scott Pittman, Keegan Jacobs and Ricky Lamy across the midfield with Scott Robinson just in behind Dolly Menga. The subs, Stuart Cadden, Sybold, Hamilton, Burns, McMillan and Lawson. As for Dundee, Jim McIntyre in his first game in charge makes two changes. Out go Naby and Inguatala and in come Kalman and Musa. It's a 4-4-2 for them with a diamond in midfield. It's Elliot Parrish in goal. A back four of Cami Kerr, Ryan Innes, Andrew Boyle and Calvin Miller. Glenn Kamara at the base of that diamond with Lewis, Lewis Spence and Carl Mandianga just in front. Kenny Miller is in behind the two strikers, Benjamin Kalman and Sophie and Musa. The substitutes for them, Hamilton, Odie, Deacon, Inguatala, Mendy, Naby and Curran. The referee here at the Tony Macaroni Arena is Nick Walsh. And last but obviously not least for Park is the venue for Motherwell against St Johnston. Callum Clark has the teams. Good afternoon, Duncan. It's a big game for both teams. Motherwell not won in the league since 1st of September. That's the same for St Johnston. So Motherwell make three changes for this one. Coming in are Aaron Taylor Sinclair, Charles Dunn and 19-year-old David Turnbull. That's his first start of the season. Dropping out are Carl McHugh. He suspended Richard Tate and Liam Donnelly also out. And for St Johnston, they're also ringing the changes. Tommy Wright said that he wants a bounce back from the 6-0 thumping to Celtic the other week. They bring in Tony Watt, Murray Davidson, Liam Gordon and Liam Craig. And Craig himself, he likes playing against Motherwell. Seven goals he's bagged against Motherwell in his career. And dropping out are David Watherspoon, Ross Callaghan, Breyer Olsen and the suspended Danny Swanson. Both teams will be thinking they can win this one and both desperately need three points. So that's you up to speed on the team news ahead of the three o'clock kickoff. Some absolutely cracking fixtures. Hugh Keevens, understandably, Celtic against Hibs at Celtic Park takes a, a lot of the headlines. Yeah. We can't forget that Hearts are the table toppers. St Mirren really need to try and get a win. Kilmarnock are flying a year in the job now for Stevie Clark. There is just interest and intrigue everywhere you look. Well, since the inaugural, Hughie Zaka was absolutely oh, flawless. <laughs> uh, and in spite of Alec Ray's denial of my state as the tipster to follow today's Acker Celtic versus Hibs a draw Motherwell versus St Johnston a home win St Mirren versus Kilmarnock an away win Hearts versus Aberdeen a home win and Livingston versus Dundee a draw I've actually got an extra special mm. surprise for you three once the three o'clock games get underway. Oh. Hugh Azaka is going to be taking up a notch today. <laughs> Stay yes. tuned for that he one. He couldn't but wait to get that accurate there, couldn't you know? I know. And to be fair, he says that he calls it the inaugural Hugh Azaka. It only got given a name because you eventually got it right. Yeah, you yeah. can't say that was the first one Just the rest have been rubbish See an opportunity in life Take yeah, it yes. Because One good week in a career Will do me Unless <laughs> Unless I have two <laughs> Starting today Unlikely uh, Mark Wilson what, Who are you fancying this afternoon? Fancying uh, Well I've written down my Aka As well Me and you were <laughs> sitting in the office there So I went for a Celtic home win A Motherwell home win Kelly Away at St Mirren Aberdeen To beat Hearts think that's a big oh. one and I'll go a draw again uh, Olivia against Dundee some big shouts in there Alex Ray across yeah, the, across the two you bringing a more sensible yes, approach absolutely Celtic to beat Hibs Motherwell to draw with St Johnston I'm going for a Kelly away win I'm going for a draw with Hearts Aberdeen and I'm going for a Livingston mm. home win against Dundee Hugh Keevans I mean it's the 20th of October the second international break is now gone yeah. it, we're at that stage where you, you can't 
keep calling it earlier in the season. I know no, it is, no, no. but we're getting on a bit. Yeah. And it's um, it's fascinating to see that four different teams, I think it is, could finish the afternoon top of the table. Well, as Fraser Worship pointed out in Edinburgh, if uh, Aberdeen lose to Hearts today, they're 10 points adrift of Hearts. So, you know, you, you can't go on saying yeah, it'll be all right. Uh, a 10 point gap is, is massive, and it's been a poor week for Aberdeen in terms of PR. Uh, with the club returning thousands of tickets for their semi-final appearance against Rangers next weekend. Uh, they would want to finish on a positive note, but is the loss of McKenna at the back crucial? Is the lack of a regular goal scorer vital? Uh, so th- there are so many big issues, uh, and at Celtic Park, you know, Celtic against St Johnston electrifying, the Celtic of the double treble. Uh, can they replicate that today? Uh, so all over the place, Stevie Clark's year in office has been superlative. Oran Kearney and St Mirren have become a worry. Will that still be the case at five o'clock? So everywhere I look, Alec and I mm. were talking before the programme started, you're getting infused by our football. Nobody said it's La Liga, the Bundesliga, Serie A. <laughs> But we are what we are, and what we are is entertaining enough for our public, so that's fine. Yeah, I mean, I think it goes without saying the biggest games are all north of the border, but if for some reason you're keeping an eye down the road, it's Chelsea 1, Man United 2 in the 92nd minute. Four more to go. We'll get all the guys involved and keep building up to the three o'clock games next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Get the result you deserve. Talk to Thompson's.com. Hugh Evans, Mark Wilson and Alex Ray here with me, Gordon Duncan, in the studio this afternoon. We've got the top team all around the grounds as well. Fantastic fixtures coming up. Celtic Hibs, Motherwell, St. Johnston, St. Mirren, Kilmarnock, Hearts, Aberdeen, Livingston, Dundee are featured matches. And of course, some big games down the divisions, which we will keep our eye on as well. Hugh Evans, it is all kicking off at Stamford Bridge. Chelsea have just equalised in the 96th minute. Someone from the Chelsea dugout goes running past the Man United dugout to celebrate. Josie leaps up, follows him down the tunnel. It's all kicking off. Well, I mean, if you are the broadcaster, and now the players are having a go at each other in the middle of the park, if you're a broadcaster, you are thinking, wow, what pictures these are. These will go the world over. Alec Ray had just said to yes. me, a minute and a half to go, Chelsea get a free kick and he said to me, do you know what? Big teams, truly big teams, see this out. And United have collapsed. And it's Ross Barkley scoring from all, all of six inches. Uh, and the Chelsea bench has overreacted. You can see that they have overreacted. And this is what's got uh, Mourinho incensed. Uh, he leaps out of the dugout. And it's as well that a very large steward has both arms round at Jose Mourinho's waist because anything could have happened there. So it's in the ill-disciplined. Uh, it's a sensational end to the match. It's a cruel blow for Jose Mourinho, but wow. Anyway, drama. back to the big league. Let's get back to previewing our games. Celtic against Hibs this afternoon. Let's hear again from both managers. been very impressed with Hibs and, and they're an offensive team. So I think it should be a very, very good football game. When I see them play, they never come to sit in and defend deep. And then they're an aggressive in their game. They want to go and score goals. I think the highest goal scores in the, in the league. So it should make for a fantastic game. Felt for the last few weeks weeks that have been starting to, to get to that level. I think that the, the cup game against St. Johnson, we uh, 
we created as many chances maybe when it's clinical. But on uh, on our last game, I was much happier with firstly our intent and our pressing. The basics of our game was very good. You know, we closed the pitch, we denied space. You know, I always think the game is really a function of space and distance. You know, and when we hadn't got the ball, we were very tight and compact, and when we had it, we could open up the pitch and and create opportunity. I think it's always a daunting proposition when you go to Celtic. You have to remember that this team have got players in there who have won seven titles in a row. They've played Champions League football, they've played European football, they've played international football. They've played hard football now for a long time and uh, you know come out on top the majority of the time. So they didn't look you know that in trouble last time out when we watched them at St Johnson. You know they were devastating. And that's what they can do to you. So we've got great respect for them obviously as a, a club and a team, but um, you know, we're going there to try and win the game and we're in good form and hopefully it'll be a good advertisement for the Scottish game. That's all we can ask, really. Josie Mourinho's now on the pitch reminding everyone inside Stamford Bridge how many leagues he won in charge of Chelsea. Gordon Diel, I don't think we'll see any of that from Neil Lennon today, will we? No, not at all. I think he'll enjoy coming here, uh, taking on the challenge. Uh, he's obviously well thought of from the Celtic support so uh, if he gets a win it'll be a fantastic day for him but he'll need to work hard for it um, as I say I think everybody's anticipating a terrific game apart from the mushroom there he's trying to put a dampener on it uh, <laughs> as best as he possibly can but I just think when you've got two teams that are prepared to go and attack and they're attacking players in their sides you've got to get entertainment football and you've got to get goals and the one thing I'll say about Hibs is don't don't write them off because they've got a guy in the middle of the park, 20, 25 yards out, is very fond of putting the ball in the back of the net. He's terrific at set plays, Stevie Marlin. So they've got a big threat there. I know that Celtic have got their own when Lee Griffiths, but unfortunately he's not playing today. But I just think with Forrest scoring his four goals, Edward's got a bit to show me this season. Uh, you know, Tierney going down the left-hand side as well, Brown back in there. I just think we're in for an absolute terrific game of football. Gordon, one of the aspects, and we've tried to be as positive as possible since two o'clock, one of the aspects which uh, excites me about this league of ours now, you can talk about the, the, the performance of the teams, but we have some high-quality coaches now working here, and you, you're watching Brendan Rodgers against Neil Lennon, I think Neil Lennon's a better manager now than he was when he managed Celtic. Do you know why, Hugh? I think that he's taken experience on of... Um, I know failure's a, a, a very difficult word to say about somebody, but he went down to Bolton, and, and let's be honest, he failed down at Bolton. He left them bottom of the league. And I think sometimes it's OK when you're riding high and everything's going well for you. He was at Celtic. And, you know, you never quite get the pats in the back. Cause people say, well, they expect you to win because you've got the biggest budget, you get the best players, etc., etc. So I went to Bolton. It didn't work. Where I think Neil Lennon's come in, he's on now. He's, he's went into Hibs. He's transformed him into a terrific football inside. He lost the, 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 the strength of his team this season. He went back in the transfer market. He's rebuilt again. He's brought some real good players and exciting players, young players, pace, energy about his side. That's where I think Neil Lennon now gets all the benefits of that experience. Now let's bring all the guys in on this one. Mark Guidi, like I mentioned to Hugh a bit earlier on in the programme, it feels like the, the second international break is a bit of a, a, a junction in the season. The first part has, has been and gone. What have, we, what have we learned now? How do you see things going forward in this crucial period, say between now and Christmas? Uh, I think we've got a, a proper title race. Gordon, and, you know, after today, we'll be almost a quarter of the way through the season. So you're absolutely right. We're, we're 
well into it. Uh, I was interested to hear the boys giving their, their, their ACAs and stuff like that. Uh, and I agree with you, I, I fancy a score draw at Celtic Park today. I'm yet to be convinced uh, by Celtic, but um, if you speak to me a week on Sunday and they've won today and they've beat Hearts the semi-final League Cup, then you know I'll back Celtic all day long, uh, all season, but they've still not convinced me. I'm writing off Europe for them in terms of uh, I don't think they're going to make an impact in it at all and there's too much going on for them domestically to take their eye off the ball um, at home. But today is a massive game and you could never rule out Neil Lennon's team. He has worked wonders as a manager, there is absolutely no doubt he's a better manager than what he was four years ago when he decided to leave Celtic Park. But um, Celtic in front of their own supporters today, um, I think they've still got a mm. bit to prove in terms of this season. In terms of in terms of the questions that they've been asked this season, if we remember at the start of the season, there was question marks over the defence, big question marks. Then they kind of sorted that out. Then there was question marks over the attack. If you look at today's fixture, it's a huge challenge for Celtic because there's no doubt they're going to get asked questions at both ends. At the back, they will because Hibs pose a real threat in pace dead ball situations but when Celtic go forward mm. Hibs leave holes everywhere every team more regular uh, regular scores against Hibs so the strikers Edward's going to get asked questions there's going to be chances and it's about taking those chances so it's going to be an open game um, but Celtic have to answer both those questions defence and attack today and hopefully it goes right for them that, that's what they've got to hope because Mark Wright they've not clicked in to, to gear yet apart from two weeks ago and they need to follow that on with, mm. with a positive result today Fraser Wisher w- without having a, a functioning crystal ball none of us can say with any great certainty whether Hearts can stay top of the table or, or how long they, they could do that for however the two injuries that they suffered mis- we- uh, midweek just how disruptive could they be? I think it'll be hugely disruptive, Gordon. I, I mean, uh, Christoph Bera is, is out for a long time as well, that hamstring injury in the first day of the season, and uh, Suter took the armband, and he's now out for a long time. Like Piazzo has been a, a real threat. I thought he was terrific against Celtic in that first game of the season, and he's, he's just a, he's a nuisance, and he creates space for others. So, so they've lost that, and that's where Craig Levine's now going to have to chop and change his, his, uh, his team and his formation and try and get, get uh, his, his squad. But he has got a lot of players here, and so therefore if the players are always not on his door during the week saying I'm not getting a game now they are and they're going to get a game it's up to them to go and, go and grab it and I, I think this will be a tough one for, for Hearts to be two weeks to sort of ponder the defeat against Rangers and I, I wasn't there but some people said that the Hearts actually played quite well but defensively they were the absolute nightmare the goals they lost were terrible and uh, that's going to just hang over them and, and they're now very thin at, at, at that stage so I think today's a big test for them I actually fancy Aberdeen to, to win the game I think Aberdeen just getting themselves back on track but you're looking at Aberdeen as you mentioned earlier that they're sitting in 7th place, you were chatting there about the, the league beginning to take shape and it is you know, you're looking, there's three or four teams in danger of becoming adrift at the bottom and Aberdeen are just at the bottom half of that, of that, that kind of six or seven teams there so a defeat today and it, you know, you're already thinking can Aberdeen actually catch the teams above them? Uh, Mark Greedy Kilmarnock, you're obviously watching them today yeah. I assume they will be more than happy for, for most of the the spotlight today if you like to go on, on the, the other three of the top four and they'll just keep plugging away doing what they do yeah absolutely I mean the, the, the two big games are, there's, there's not a doubt about it uh, Celtic Park and, and Tynecastle will be massive crowds at both of them but you're right you know Kelly just, just sneaking away um, there in, in fourth place 16 points level with Celtic and as I said at the, at the top if, if things go their way uh, depending on other results a victory today they could go top and I fancy them to win today I've watched Kamala uh, the past couple of weeks they're 
definitely get a bit about them. Great options. I mean, you look at their bench as well, and you see a guy like, like Chris Boyd can't get a starting place. Rory McKenzie, Greg Kilty, Gary Dicker. Um, you know, they've got some talented guys in the squad, and, and you know, Hugh. Again, made a great point about the the pool of coaches and managers that we have in this country, and I think our game is truly blessed at the moment. You know, when you read Steve Clark's comments this morning from his presser um, yesterday, when he mentioned, you know, what he managed to achieve at West Brom, you know, took the highest ever position, points tally, um, goes to Reading, gets an FA Cup semi-final, still gets sacked at both clubs at Kilmarnock. Fantastic that they've got him here, and I think just that you look around all the all the clubs and all the leagues, some guys like Dennis McKinnon who have been there for five years and, and all the rest from Rogers and, and Stephen Gerrard but it's wonderful at the moment and that's why we, we should be delighted at the, the league race that we've got on and then Fraser Rangers of course enter the picture tomorrow and we hear this from players and managers all the time don't we you know we just focus on us we just concentrate on what we're doing but with the way that table is at the moment I'm pretty sure certain people within the Rangers camp will be keeping a keen eye on results today and seeing if and where they can capitalise tomorrow. Absolutely, you know, we were talking earlier about the Rangers-Hearts uh, game a couple of weeks ago and if Rangers had lost that game, Hearts were away. You know, they were well ahead of, of Rangers and Rangers were sitting, you know, just maybe 7th or 8th place. So that was a big win for, for Rangers and all that good work would be undone if they go to, to Aki's tomorrow and don't win the game. And, and if, if Hearts and uh, Celtic or Hibs above them, Kilmarnock all get victories, then that, that gap begins to grow and things are much better under... Stephen Gerrard terrific run in Europe and uh, you're beginning to show a wee bit of form uh, domestically but if you're going to win the title and you're going to challenge the title you need to do that week in week out and uh, you know Stephen Gerrard's talked about the artificial surface doing it Kilmarnock it's artificial tomorrow at uh, Hamilton I saw it a few weeks ago and it's much better this year than it was last year but still they've got to go there get out of their mind and go and just get the victory and, and, and get, the, get the three points and look towards the big games of next week in, in Europe in the semi-finals so yeah I think it's a big game tomorrow for, for Rangers they can't drop anything because all the good work of a couple of weeks ago is gone uh, it did finish Chelsea 2 Man United 2 in the big game at Stamford Bridge by the way uh, we, we, we took you up to the last couple of seconds we were incident packed um, but no more goals it finished Chelsea 2 Man United well, 2 if we could momentarily touch on this subject as well you know the, the, the coaches in our premiership fantastic we've got big names high profiles and men with a body of work to support those high profiles look at the championship today Gary Caldwell debut as Partick Pistol manager away at Alloa Robbie Nielsen Dundee United against Inverness Cali what a great game that is at Tannadice Morton against Falkirk it's the Ray McKinnon show uh, for reasons that have nothing to do with uh, the actual football on the park and then Ian McCall away at Ross County Air United still top of that league Ian McCall still doing a tremendous mm. job we have a first class flagship competition in the Premiership but also beneath them we have a league mm. that is also catching fire yeah, I mean Fraser the Ray McKinnon factor is fascinating this afternoon you tend to be the voice of reason on here all this Judas stuff is that acceptable football humour or is it a, a step too far well if it's humorous it's absolutely acceptable but uh, I don't think it is and I, I'm quite astonished by the reaction of the Morton supporters to be honest with you because he was only there for three games it's not as if he was a legend who'd been there for years and years and then, and then just jumped ship you know and uh, the clubs are quick enough to fire managers so I've, I've got no problem at all with a manager 
manager thinking, well, I can I can go to go to a, a, another club. But if it's all good natured, then there's all a bit of fun. And, and I, I read somewhere that uh, I think um, Greenock is sold out of, uh, sort of inflatable snakes and toy snakes and all that kind of stuff. That's all fine. I'm not I'm not sure whether the local paper should be printing a a, a photograph on the front page of, of Ray McKinnon with Judas below it. But uh, yeah, as long as it's okay, as long as it's good natured, I'm sure Ray, Ray McKinnon will be fine. Mark Weedy is the closest, to be fair, well, Mark. So I hope you know that if if needs be, we can relocate you to Capital. You'll be down there in jig time, will you not? Yeah, two chances. <laughs> but, but Mark Weedy and I have worked in the newspaper industry, and we defend the newspaper industry at, at every turn. However, it is wrong. It is insightful of the local newspaper to be producing Judas cards. That is wrong. And when you read that Falkirk have got extra security to get Ray McKinnon in and out of Capolo, it's even more wrong. Yeah. That is not the role of a newspaper, national mm. or local. Could we get specky tube masks made up for the oh. studio next week after Robert Perez's French intervention well, last night? The, the, the two rascals, my two rascals, are in France at the moment at Euro Disney, so I've told them just drop Robert's name and that will get you to the front of the queue. <laughs> if you're wondering what we're talking about, head to at Clyde SSB and you'll see the pin tweet at the top, a video of Robert Perez, yeah, that Robert Perez, yep. calling Hugh Keevans a specky tube. It's, my, it's, it's as good as it sounds. We'll keep building up. We've already heard from Neil Lennon and Brendan Rogers. We'll hear from most of the rest of the managers next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, a team that gets results every week. Talk to Thompson's.com. 15 minutes until kick-off across the country this afternoon. Some cracking fixtures. Celtic Hibs, Motherwell, St Johnston's, St Mirren, Kilmarnock, Hearts, Aberdeen, Livy, Dundee are our featured games. Plenty other games to get excited about down the divisions as well. We've already heard from the likes of Brendan Rodgers and Neil Lennon. So let's go round the other grounds. Table toppers, Hearts up against Aberdeen. Let's hear from both managers, starting with Craig Levine. There's a reason everybody says take one game at a time, and that is because focus is really important. We can't allow it th- ourselves to think about Tuesday against Dundee or, or, or even the semi final against Celtic. Think about Aberdeen. I know Derek, I know his teams, and all uh, the, the challenge that we've got. And I know how uh, focused they'll be about coming to Tynecastle, and, and you know, there's, there's always a brilliant atmosphere. Um, and uh, it's the type of game that, that I look forward to and I'm sure Derek does as well and his players. Our form's been good, particularly at home as it always is, and uh, you know, I'm looking forward to, to the game. I think international breaks can be a little bit frustrating at times. Fraser Wishart's watching that one. Craig Levine is bang on. Fraser, when he talks about the home form, they've lost only one of the last 18 home games in the league. Yeah, I think we're talking up our game every week uh, now and you do feel you're repeating yourself, but Tynecastle is just as part of that. That reason when you think of Hearts you know, going to administration and being relegated and then they rebuild and new owners. And I'm looking around at this ground again and sitting in this main stand. It's fantastic. The pitches have a huge investment of I think around about a million quid. Brilliant surface. I mean, it's unrecognisable from the Hearts that are playing uh, here under Vladimir Romanov, and things just started falling apart. So Craig uh, Levine's got a bit of credit for that, and a huge bit of credit off the field as, as well as on the field, as is Anne Budge. And uh, it's terrific to see Hearts up at the top because 
you know, it's, it's, it's hard to actually think about Rangers, Hibs and Hearts, three of our biggest five teams in the Championship only a, a few years ago and all of a sudden Scottish football is now beginning to beginning to flourish and, uh, you know, you're, you're looking around this club, it's, it's, I played here a couple of seasons 20 years ago and it's just unrecognisable now and, and Hearts are hopefully going to go on from strength to strength with the support of the, the fans and it's beginning to fill up again and the atmosphere will be absolutely cracking. I mean, it's one of these games where I woke up this morning really looking forward to coming through, through to this game and I hope it doesn't disappoint. Well, it's Aberdeen and Derek McInnes, of course, looking to put a dampener on things today. Oh, it's three points available. I think it's important we don't look too much at the league table at this early stage, but you know, for, for, there's no doubt that you don't want to be too far behind the teams at the top and uh, and Hearts have had such a strong start to the season and they deserve huge credit for that you know I think when you recruit as many as 19 maybe 20 players as Craig has done this year it's sometimes difficult to get that to gel so quickly so you know it's fair play to them for getting those results and getting where they are in the league but it is a long season and we feel that getting that familiarity back and that strength that we've got in our squad will, will help us get results and hopefully it helps us get three points it's a big game because it's the next game and we want to get into the semi-final in the back of a strong performance and uh, you know I kind of feel as well you know players recognise the, the, the nature of the games coming up Mark Guidi, looking at St Mirren against Kilmarnock, you, you get the impression Oren Kearney's still trying to, to find the best way of, of managing what he inherited. He's already sent a few of the lone players back to their parent clubs after a handful of games, speaking this week about having to split the, the, you know, the, the squad into two groups because they've got too many players to train. He's already added a few new faces, so he's trying to sort out his personnel, isn't he? Yeah, he is, and he needs to get it done sooner rather than later. You know, they don't want to be to be cut adrift. You know, they they'll be feeling that you know, well, Dundee got a bounce with a new manager coming in. You know, Motherwell, Hamilton, they've always got it in them to pull away. They've got the experience. So for St Mirren, this this is a new feeling for them. But up front today's got Danny Mullen, Simeon Jackson. Can they do it? Can Can Willock and Hamill provide a spark as well um, for the team? And can they try and keep a clean sheet? You know, can Craig Sampson, Jack Baird, Anton Ferdinand in front of them? Um, you know, I think. Ferdinand arrived a great reputation, but and, and I dare say he's on a he's on a generous wage. But you know I'm just I've got my doubts at whether that was a good move uh, to bring him in. Watched with Hamilton Aki's a couple of weeks ago uh, for St Mirren, and uh, you know just didn't bring anything at all uh, to the table. So he's got to really step up to the mark with his experience in trying to help uh, the club out. But they play they play against a team today very very high in confidence. I think they're sold out. Their way allocation 1,600 tickets. Come on up, absolutely buzzing. And they will certainly start the game favourites and like I said with a chance of going top of the table if they win today Let's hear from Warren Kearney and Steve Clark. To be competitive and to give yourself chances of winning games you have to hit, hit those heights in games and you have to hit that, that level of performance and that's in the two weeks of, since, since the Aberdeen game you know we, we have trained extremely hard and I think you know you talk about how do you how do you get over that or how do you get through those stages or how do you get yourself a chance to win a game? I think you, you you consume yourself with hard work, and I think if you if you do that, which we have done for the last couple of weeks, you know those are the attributes that we're looking for to try and get back to that type of a level. And I think what what does that level look like in that first game of the season? It looked like a hard working team and a team that was all pulling together, and I think that's ideally what we're aspiring for. It was a pre-season game. It was our first. It was their first. Both teams' first competitive game of the season. We were nowhere near fully tuned up. I don't know if St Mirren were or not. Obviously, Alan's gone since then. Changed manager, they've changed a few players as well. It'll be a totally different St Mirren team that, that plays, and it's a pretty different commander team as well. So, no real, no real bearing on this, this particular game. So, he's mentioned a few times that he's got too many players, which can be a big distraction, can be difficult for a manager. One really good result against Celtic at home. The rest of the time, is pretty much, pretty much still struggling to find 
to find a winning formula. But I'm sure his, his record will tell you that he's a good manager. He's got good people around about him. And at some stage, they will start to win matches. We just have to make sure that it's not this weekend. Uh, Andrew McLean's watching Livingston against Dundee. A first game in charge for Jim McIntyre. A few issues, I think we can call it that, surrounding the potential appointment of Billy Dodds. Andrew, who's alongside Jim McIntyre in the dugout? Are you able to see yet? Uh, struggling to see because the press box is at the other end of the, or the other side of the main stand here, but the uh, the manager's not out yet, so I've not mm. been able to see. But of course, Jim McIntyre, he does have a big job on his hands here, just three points. Of course, Dundee have picked up, but when you look at the style of play, how many times do we hear Neil McCann saying, you know, we're playing good football, we're, we're looking good out in the pitch, we just haven't managed to get the results and I think that was part of the problem that you know they wouldn't maybe accept that they had to change the style of play to change the results and I think their opponents today are maybe a good example of you could look at that you know Livingston I was at uh, Livingston against Hearts a few weeks ago and Gary Holt said after the game we can't go into these games thinking we can win these games because we won't and Livingston have said with that you know with their style of play they know what they are they play direct they might not have the best footballers but look at them they've conceded Mm. five goals this season they're fifth in the league and maybe Dundee can take a leaf out of their book Uh, it's Jimmy Boyle who's of course going to be alongside Jim McIntyre when he eventually does come out of the tunnel this afternoon let's quickly check in at Fir Park as well Callum Clark's watching Motherwell against St Johnson. I don't think we've got the full starting 11s from you, Callum, so quickly run through those if you can. Yes, for Motherwell, it's Trevor Carson in goals. Back four of Aaron Taylor, Sinclair, Tom Aldred, Peter Hartley and Charles Dunn. In midfield, it's Andy Rose, Chris Cadden, Alan Campbell, David Turnbull and up top, Curtis Main and Ryan Bowman. For St Johnson, will they make four changes? A lot of changes for both teams. So they've got Clark in goals, Tanzer, Shaughnessy, Wright, Murray Davidson, Jason Kerr, David McMillan, Ricky Foster, Liam Gordon, Liam Craig and Tony Watt. And as I say, both teams really needing three points. Haven't won since the 1st of September. Stephen Robinson could really do with a win today. The three o'clock kickoffs are less than ten minutes away. We're going back to Celtic Park next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Win the compensation you deserve. Talk to Thompson's.com.